Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. This week, we're going all Gary Newman on you as we take a look back at some pretty cool cars. Brum will be going up against Rory the Racing Car. And we take a special look at the classic, the iconic Thomas the Tank Engine, or Thomas and Friends. And yes, we'll talk about that moment where Henry gets bricked in the tunnel forever and ever. And without further ado, let's get started. Joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? Yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. How are you? Yeah, good. This week was right on my street. As you know, big car fan. Oh yeah. Anything with an engine in it. I was going to say, you like my Gary Newman reference there? Yeah. I'm surprised you know the song. <laughs> right, let's uh, let's start with, with Brum. And we're going back to September 1991. And you had Nelson Mandela, who was chosen as president of the ANC, the African National Congress. And you had Mike Tyson, who was indicted for rape for the rape of Desiree Washington. Also, the U.S. trial of former Panamanian leader Manuel Noriega begins. The Fisher King was in the cinemas and... I Adore Mia More by Color Me Bad was uh, number one in the charts. Good song, dude. I think you're making them up now. <laughs> it was a song. It was number one. I know it, and <laughs> you don't. I definitely don't know it. <laughs> okay, so now let's let's talk about let's talk about Brum or Broom. That was terrible. I'm sorry. Uh, it was uh, set in Birmingham, England, produced by uh, Ragdoll Productions. Once another again, one. Mm, another one. Yeah, it was a live li- live action series, and it's all about a small radio controlled vintage car who's out in Birmingham solving crime doing bits it was all of that all of that good stuff and obviously it's set in birmingham but they just refer to it as the big town but i think there are like some iconic bits of birmingham that you can that you can tell i mean i've only been to birmingham a couple of times so i couldn't really tell what the big location or big landmark of uh of Birmingham was. Do you know any... Oh, I went to the NEC. I don't really think that's the landmark. And the M6 toll. I don't think that is... A... <laughs> the, the I... N... Of course the NEC is not. It's the... just the building up into the NEC as well, but... I mean, yeah, I've never been to... Actually... Oh, well, actually, to, to say that... Um, I was expecting to I've been to, like... to Birmingham loads of times, but I've always been like to a venue to film something and then, yeah. then leave and then... But yeah, big fan of the M6 toll. <laughs> I mean, I've actually been around the town centre and oh, I have been. I know, yeah, I have been. I went when there was um, there was a big schools scandal thing, and I went to film some news there. And I went to the um, their city hall is m- amazing. It's huge. It's where all the great things and, happen in Birmingham. And there was, I think, there's a grave of um, 
the smallest person to have ever lived. I was gonna say, was, it, was, the, it, was it was it was it was it Thomas Shelby? No, it wasn't was it Thomas Shelby. Grave? No, but it was like a. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I think the gravestone was as tall as the person, and it was really, really small. Yeah, as we were saying, Brum set in Birmingham, probably the most famous thing to come out of Birmingham before the Peaky Blinders. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it's uh, the automatic nature of a car engine revving. Brum, brum, brum. Obviously, the car itself is a half-scale replica of a Austin 7 Chummy convertible. And it was designed and built by Rex Garrett. And that car now is at the Cotswold Motoring Museum in Gloucestershire. And that's where the opening and closing sequences were typically filmed. And the museum owner, Mike Kavanagh, he's the one that always opens the door and lets Brum out and then closes it when Brum comes back from exploring. But he's like the only guy in the whole of the program that doesn't know that he's a moving car, right? I don't understand that. He, he must know. The thing is, he's like... He must know that Brum he moves just, about. He must know. He uh, just like opens the door, Brum sneaks past him. He doesn't, though. He never acknowledges the fact that he went. And he's always like, oh, what's this in his car? Yeah. So how did that magically land there then? I don't... He's like... Maybe he thinks it's... I don't know someone put it there. Who? It's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's more believable... Then him not thinking that Brum can actually go out and do whatever. Okay, so what's more believable? A car drives itself around Birmingham or it's haunted? The first one. <laughs> the first one. <laughs> what you have to do is put a shoe there and that's it. Just make sure the car don't break. You're gone. Because I'm servicing this car an awful lot, considering hasn't, I don't drive anymore. Has, yeah, but then hasn't Elon Musk and Tesla come up with a, a car that you can drive on its own anyway? Yeah. There you go. Autopilot. There you go. Boom. It's crashed a few times, though. But but the whole point is, it's a thing that cars can go around on their own and, and, and what have you. Whereas your man over there, like looking at, at the end of every episode... Oh, how did this? How did this get here? Maybe he is like um, where Elon Musk drew his. What's it called? Inspiration. Inspiration from yeah. You think Elon Musk drew inspiration from watching Brum? It's possible. I don't know. Birmingham is the hub of innovation, as my uh, <laughs> boss used to say. Anyway, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to stop with the Brummy accent, otherwise I'm going to cringe in post. Um, the voice of Brum for a long period of time was uh, Toya Wilco. You heard that name? Should I have? Probably. She's like a, a singer, actress. Had a couple of top ten hits with Thunder in the Mountains and I Want to Be Free. She also starred in Kavanaugh QC, Tales of the Unexpected, and Minder. Okay, what the old, the good Minder or the bad Minder? Well, the good Minder. Okay, good. With Pete Waterman and and what? Dennis Waterman. Dennis Waterman. Yeah. Pete, Pete Pete Waterman's a pop star, isn't it? <laughs> pop idol. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So that's yeah. So she was the the voice. She used to do the voiceover. Yeah, she's. Relatively famous. I think she's because I, I saw her Spotify profile. 
I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know who. I, obviously, I knew it was a woman's voice. That's about all I knew. Yeah, uh, yeah. Toy Wilcox was a name that I had heard of even way back when. Toy is in T- Toya. Toya. Oh. Toya. Toya Wilcox. Like Toya from Coronation Street. I don't know. Come I on, watch, man. Rarely watched Corey. Rarely. But no, I was looking at the profile. It's like, damn, she looked good. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, obviously Brum, he expresses himself in various mechanical ways, including opening and closing his doors and bonnet. He's got like a little thing, like a little nose thing. Starter handle. Yeah, that spins about. He's always flashing and swiveling if there's something exciting. Beep, 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 beep. With his little horn and whatnot. And obviously, they all mime in Brum. There, there isn't any spoken word, which, which is great because then you could just flog it off around the world. Yep. And then you guys in your country, y'all can put your own narration and, and voiceover and anything you want to add. So that was a... Pretty pretty smart thing, pretty smart thing to do, and um, yeah, I think that's all I have in terms of uh, the boring admin stuff about Brum. Let's uh, let's talk about Brum. What what did you remember so, about it and watching? I approached Brum with a lot of nostalgia. Like, I think I kind of did too. I was like Brum. I mean. You tell anyone, oh, Brum, oh, yeah, I remember Brum, we used to love that show. And it was like, I used to love it when I was a kid. Like, you know, the thought of it when I was, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, great. Yeah, um, yeah. Little yellow car, drives around, like, you know, really fun. And I have to say, when I was watching it, I was a bit like, this is a little bit more boring than I thought it was going to be. I mean, just goes up. I don't know about that. He's got, like, um, watched a few episodes and... There was one. I wrote, my first note is cute, but a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. I do agree in the sense that there were some where it could drag on, but it was only ten minutes. How can a ten minute show drag? Exactly. If it was if it was ten minutes and it's still a little bit like eh. No, but sometimes I I would watch it and think, I right, cut to the chase. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, get 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 to the good bit, you know. Don't just stall around and brumming around. You know what I mean? Just what what year did it come out? Ninety one, and so, it ran all the way to I think two thousand two. So I watched like the first couple of episodes, um, and just looking at like the the cars that were there and the fire engines and stuff like that, um, and I was like, this is. Uh, gives me quite a, a lot of hope for the future like how much things changed since 91 how old things look do you know like it just looked really old like every just looking mm. around in the streets and stuff like that it looked like uh yeah what i would consider when i was younger like an olden day picture you know <laughs> do, do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah so no, no no yeah you're you're definitely right about that um what i will say about brum is from the first part, let's just say what, until turn of the millennium, Brum was fantastic. Yeah. And then once they changed the theme song, 
once they kind of changed the what made Brum cute with the little theme song with him sneaking out and then coming back at the end, like they pretty much changed that. I didn't, I didn't the, see anyone towards the end. One thing I did notice that in some of the latter episodes I watched, they because in the first episode they had like him bump down the steps and stuff like that. And if you look carefully in the new one, they'd given him a little, uh, they'd filled in that bit so you could, he could, it's like a ramp instead of a step. But I didn't know, but the when the latter ones I watched was still the ones where he was kind of sneaking out behind the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's him, isn't it? He he owns the place and and what have you. But no, they did, they did, they did change it, and it was like they had like this end credits where they're like all singing and dancing, and it's just absolutely horrible to watch. And I was just like, yeah. Now I remember. Like I remember as a kid, I. I'm not gonna say I loved Brum, but I watched it and I enjoyed it very, very much. And then once it became what it became towards the end, that's when I was just like, yeah, no. Mm. I do, I do not want to watch this. I don't wanna it just kind of ruined what made Brum special. Yeah. Cause initially, yeah, like I said, it's it's fantastic. I I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching it now. I I really did. I thoroughly enjoyed it but what i didn't like was towards the end when i'm watching like the the episodes that came out in the 2000s whatever then those those episodes were were, were, were pretty rough and they were pretty and like i said the the just the closing credits oh it's just so corny and cringe and they're all singing and they're all dancing and i'm just like make it stop i have to go back and watch the credits Cause I don't, I don't. You would, you would, you would hate it more than me. <laughs> I don't doubt. I don't that. even, I don't even know why you would want to go back. <laughs> you, you would, you would hate it more than me. I'm just curious because I didn't see it. I only saw the one where he literally goes to bed. Yeah, and they yeah, find that's, a that's, that's 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 the brum that we all know and love. <laughs> yeah. Do 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 do, and he's like going back in and then going back out and then that's what that's what we remember. That's yeah. what I remember, and then. Then I got this. Then I had this version where they're like all singing, "Brum Brum, here we go." Na, 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 oh yeah, that's and the... it's just like, oh my, why would you, why would you want to go and do that? Why would you want to change what was working so amazingly well? And without Toy Wilcox as well, because I don't think in the in the later series she's doing the narration. Yeah, so it's like without her, it's not. I remember, like, I remember the the thought of Brum and the, the, the that dark kind of showroom thing reminds me of when uh, when I was little. Um, my parents used to take us to this restaurant, and and to, and I might have to ask them where it was because I can't remember. All I remember was there's kind of it was quite dark, and there was planes, model planes hanging from the ceiling, and then when you looked through the glass, the tables were kind of glass, and when you looked through. So it was definitely some sort of mill because you look through and you could see the water mill. Um, but I don't remember why. But anyway, it just re- reminded me of the, the kind of dark thing and the dark place and the models and stuff. Interesting. No. Um, so let's talk about some episodes of Brum that we watched. Right. Can I go first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> go first. Uh, so I watched three episodes. Um, I watched one where he went to a supermarket. I think this is a latter episode, a latter series one. He went 
to um, he was driving through town and noticed everyone's got their shopping bags. And he's like, Do you know what? I fancy a bit of shopping. Brum. And, yeah, and there was the um, oh god, I didn't write the name of the families down, but what are they called? It was something like the. I can't remember. It literally some something like these stupid guys, and then these serious guys. It was really weird. The name of the the people. It was like an insult, the, the family name. Anyway, they went to the um, <laughs> they went into the supermarket, and of course they're stacking things up, like in a really neat. And he's like, and the woman's on a in a push chair. The woman's pushing a push chair, and she's not paying attention. And Bram's trying to stop her bumping into all these like nice um piles of like toilet paper and cans of um, drink and stuff like that. And in the end, this guy spills some soap on the floor and then Brum spins and smashes everything up. <laughs> um, so Brum does that? Yeah. Isn't he meant to like save the day though? Why would he ruin... He uh, In the beginning of the episode, he passed a road sweeper and then he went to go back to the road sweeper, road sweeper for help and the road sweeper tied two brooms to his car and then he went around and swept all the mess up. Oh, Bram. Yeah. Okay, so he does... He saves the day in the end. And there's one about a kite... More like cleaning up his mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a fireman and a balloon episode where the this little girl gets a balloon and these two bullies take the balloon off her. I think that's the pilot. Oh, is that a pilot? Yeah, I watched <clears> that too. Yeah, and then and then in the end, Bram goes on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> he gets stuck. And they're like, what are you doing? Um... Yeah, and then there's one where he's flying a kite and then it pulls off his start handle. Okay, I didn't watch that one. Yeah, they're the ones I watched. <laughs> they, I mean, they, 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 were, they were good. They were okay, you know. Like the, But like I said, it was just like, um, it's very minimal. Yeah. Not, there wasn't much kind of depth to the whole thing. It wasn't like um, there was some overarching kind of moral mm. message behind it. It was just like, a, I'm going to go shopping. This is what happens in the shops. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like a... Well, I don't think he's saving the day in that episode. I just think because he was a bit of a klutz and he's cleaning up after his own mistakes. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, but even in the kite episode, I mean, the only the, the bullies got their retribution, but no one... Uh, it, it didn't... No one instigated that. It was an accident that made him uh, get their comeuppance, right? Because they oh, because that geezer with the the guy who's washing the windows just accidentally splashes them with water, and that well, that's karma, isn't it? Yeah, but what I'm saying is there was no like, um, it was not like don't steal the little girl's balloons because no, it's, it's what, wrong. It, no, it's like you might get splashed with water. I think it, I think it did make sense because it's like what goes around comes around. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, but what what I'm saying is like they they weren't like, yeah, I guess you're right actually. Of course it is. Karma doesn't. Karma isn't a thing where, oh, this has to happen. Nah, nah, nah. When karma wants to do work, she gonna put in work. And in that instance, there was scope for massive retribution. And so, boom, they got got. They did. Sud suds. They were like soapy water. <laughs> okay, what? so I. All right, so some of the episodes I watched, Brum and the Safari Park. So I didn't really know what was happening in this episode. I think he was just basically helping out some lady who is, uh, she's like a safari woman, whatever she likes, animals she likes. 
She likes all of that. And basically, she's just taking pictures of a bunch of animals and Brum is helping her out. And I can't remember. What I was going to ask you was in every episode, do you remember what your man in the, the garage picks out of Brum's car? Uh, he picked out a balloon. That was, yeah, in that, that, that one. Uh, he picked out... What episode did I watch? He picked out... What did he get in the shopping one? Come Baked beans. Probably something like that. <laughs> um, it might have been toilet paper. Because he crashed into a big pile of it. Um, I can't remember. Right. And okay, this is an episode I Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was uh Brum and the wedding. So there's a couple getting married, but as you do, the driver goes to pick up the bride. And her car breaks down. So it's up to Brum to think of something to try and get the bride to the chapel so she can go and get married. I got the song reference. Oh, did you? Why Why are you looking at me like that then? Like, you have no idea I, what the hell I'm I was trying to about. think of the lyrics and I couldn't. <laughs> I said the lyrics right now. Going to the chapel. Gonna get... Married. See, I told you. I knew it. <laughs> you probably Googled it because I know you got your phone in your hand right now. So, anyway, so uh, I don't know. It's like some little thing and he attaches it onto his car and he manages to take the bride to to her wedding. And yay, Brum saves the day. And at the end, he picks up um, some confetti from the wedding. And he sees it in the car and he's and he's just like, oh, Brum, like nodding, shaking his head. And it's like, you know, he'd been outside and got that confetti. Why are you acting like, oh, how did that get there? You should just clamp him at nighttime or, or day, daytime, I guess. <laughs> just, just all the time, really. <laughs> you ain't getting out of here. Like, you know what I mean? You, 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 maybe, yeah, they should have done... Him like they did Thomas the Tank Henry and Thomas the Tank Engine. Just brick him in. Yeah. I'd have just the fat controller or someone pointing <laughs> at him going, you will never leave this place, you stupid car. Gallivanting around Birmingham. Do you know how dangerous it is? He's going to get smashed up. Um, Just quickly, did you watch that video? You reminded me when you said Safari Park. Did you watch the video? My wife sent it to me with the um people in the Safari Park. And there's like a lion outside their car. And they're like, oh, look, it's a lion. Like filming it on their phone. And then the lion opens the car door. No. Have you not seen that? It's like, it's got a really funny video. Um, How is a lion opening a car so door? So it literally just like, with its teeth, it just it opens the car door. Why wasn't it locked? Why didn't they close it? It was closed, but it wasn't uh, locked. You mean it ripped it off then? No, it lifted the handle up and then pulled. So it. then it was it wasn't locked then. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't locked, but it was it was closed and it just opened it up. Do you know at Jurassic Park when you see the claws come? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so some of the newer episodes that I watched, Brum and the Basketball Star. So Brum helps out a wheelchair basketball team win against another. Evil wheelchair basketball team who use nefarious means to try and win a game of basketball. Like walking. Come on, that would be a pretty evil. 
No, well, they glued the wheels, just doing, yeah, really dodgy tactics and whatnot. But then, yeah, Brum manages to score the winning the winning shot at the end, as he does. He helps the team win. Yay, Brum! Woo! And then the final ever episode of Brum was the crazy chair chase. So there's a bloke. He buys a spinning chair for his hairdressers. Turns out it's really, really faulty. So he's on a wild goose chase with this chair. He's strapped onto this chair and he's going all around Birmingham. Goes past the NEC. Goes past the M6 toll. Goes past the jewelry quarter. Goes past, I don't know, the Garrison pub. Goes past... <laughs> Every Birmingham landmark that you could possibly think of. And then Brum, and then he manages to land on some candy floss. Thanks to the tremendous efforts and help of Brum. And so, yeah, that's how Brum ends. I mean, kind of expected it to end in a pileup. And it's called Brum Goes on the M1. <laughs> That'd have been better. <laughs> Oh yeah, Brum stuck in traffic as he tries to uh, <laughs> navigate his way through those variable speed variable speed limit on the M M1 and M25, M6 as well, isn't it? Probably. I haven't been on the M6 for a long time. Last time I went up there was 2016. Oh blimey! Oh no, that's a lie. I went over. I went slightly on the M6 a couple of weeks ago, but not on the M6 toll. Oh, I see. But no, yeah, that was Brum. You like? Yeah. It was yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was all right. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, shout out to Brum. Shout out to Brum. I think Brum, on on Brum's side is nostalgia, I think, right? Mm. I mean, it's got like... Memories, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Huge memories. Like, I mean... I should remember every morning before school just watching Brum. That was the thing. Like when CBBC used to come on the breakfast show in the morning or whatever full school and then you just watch episode of Brum and yeah off you pop to school right the next show we're going to do is Rory the racing car so this is probably the youngest show that we're doing so far in yesterday's capers after the uh, so. boondocks boondocks was 2005 I believe and yeah so this is May 2007 so some of the things happening in the world Nicolas Sarkozy becomes the 23rd president of France. Pope Benedict XVI canonizes the first Brazilian-born Saint Frei Galvao. And the Ostankino Tower in Moscow catches fire for the second time. In the cinemas was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Was that and the last one? I have no idea. I, Pirates of the Caribbean did did not like it. Did, didn't really. Didn't really mess with it. I watched the first two. I didn't watch the third one. Makes me wonder. By Maroon Five was number one in May two thousand and seven. I don't know. This is actually one of the Maroon Five songs that is good. I don't think I know. You might know if you hear it. So now this is talking about Rory the racing car. So this was a 
Stop motion children's television series created by David Jenkins and produced by Chapman Entertainment and Cosgrove Hall Films. And it follows the adventures of Rory and his racing car friends at Silver Hatch Racetrack. So some of the vehicles you have Rory, Maxi, Ziggy, Dragger, Tintop, and they work for Big Chris the Mechanic and Marsha the Race Marshal and Mr. Carburetta is the, the owner race. of the racetrack. As I was saying, it was set around the fictional motor racing circuit called Silver Hatch, which is a... Cross between Silverstone and Brands Hatch. Ah, there's actually a word for it. Portmanteo. What's that? When you cross the race... The two I, things together. Portmanteau of the names of the two British Grand Prix racing circuits, Silverstone and Brands Hatch. And yeah, the the story begins and ends with a brief narration from racing car driver Sterling Moss. Ah, I didn't know that. That's cool. You know him though, don't you? Of course. <laughs> this is my jam, man. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, this is your joint. Yeah, <laughs> no excuses. So when I come up, when I tell you all these references and 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 what have you, then yeah, you should know. You if should know. I can't call myself a racing driver fan if I don't haven't heard of Sir Sterling Moss. <laughs> and the US version was narrated by American stock car driver Sam Hornish Jr. Stock car driver. Yeah, I don't know him. Oh, wow, but that's stock car. I mean, I'll blame the Americans. Why don't you? But not even NASCAR though, right? No. I mean, if you've got like the Jeff Gordons and stuff like that. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Big Chris is Peter, Peter K. K. Absolutely huge fan of Peter K. And he's got, yeah, the catchphrase, if you bend it, you mend it. <laughs> In that northern accent of his. From Bolton. Yes, from Bolton. Silver Hatch Racetrack Mechanic. And... Mr. Carburetta is Tim Whitenall, our friend from Mike and Angelo. Really? Yes. And yeah, like I said, some of the characters, you had Rory, who's the young, excitable car. He's Big Chris's number one star and best car friend. Maxi is an older yellow Formula One type racing car who was the star before Rory arrived. And then, like I said, Mr. Carburetta is the flamboyant owner of the Silver Hatch racetrack. But in America, he has a New York accent, whereas in here in England, he has a a pronounced Italian, Italian accent. accent. So um, I'll uh, I'll let you take this one. So um, I, w- I was quite aware of um, the existence of Rory the Racing Car. Because I didn't. I, I'd never heard of it. See, I've got really young like nephews and nieces and stuff like that. And uh, uh, my nephew was into, at uh, this sort of time, was into um, mm. Cars, um, the Disney movie, um, you know, the Rory the Racing Car and things like that. So I was, um, I kind of knew the theme tune. I hadn't really watched much of it. I didn't know that, like, didn't know the content that well. And I didn't know that Peter Kay was in it. Yeah. I've watched almost everything that Peter Kay's done huge fan if anyone wants to go and watch something really good Phoenix Nights I think it's okay is, Phoenix Nights is incredible I've watched it maybe probably seven or eight times through and it gets funnier every single time I watch it and in fact I watched Phoenix Nights maybe a month ago all the way through <laughs> um, thoroughly enjoyed it anyway um, so a couple of things like 
what was really good is that there's a lot of um, Easter eggs for for racing fans. Like a lot of things that are on a racetrack or, or to do with the racetrack that are real. Um, um, one of the one thing one of the questions I had was why is there a zebra crossing in the middle of the circuit? <laughs> that seems like the worst place to put a zebra crossing, right? Um, but they had this episode where there were um, where they said, "Oh, you've got to have your learner sticker on again." because you keep crashing or you, you're not very good or whatever. Um, and they put on the, um, there's, there's a, there's a cross symbol, like a, it's like a, a black cross in a yellow box, which mm. is the, um, the racing symbol for novice. So I thought, you know, and they didn't reference it. Oh, this is the novice symbol or this and that. They just said, Oh, this is your learner sticker. So a lot of things that were there just for the racing fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I actually watched it and I thought, yeah, it's it's it's, it's really cute. Like I, I I like it. I like Rory. I like that how he wants to help his friends. I like how he's initially really really nervous, but he's one of those where he just needs an arm around the shoulder and to I be think, told that everything's gonna be okay. I think like even one of the cars. I think one one was called what Drake Draggy. Drag, so, drag, yeah, 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 so it's like a obviously a drag racer. You've got uh, tin tops, tin top, which is actually yeah. a, a kind of style of like a nickname for a style of racing car. Things like that. I, I loved it, man. Like, there you go. And, and also, I really like the fact that it was stop motion. I have a special place in my heart for stop motion things, like you know whether it's Wallace and Gromit or Chicken Run or whatever. Like the effort and time that goes into stop motion is incredible. Mm. I mean, yeah, this is all you, man. I mean, you might as well just tell me you're going to pick Rory for the head to head. <laughs> no, I'm going to leave mean... it to. Um, I'm going to like leave you in suspense. <laughs> um, oh yeah, obviously, like you know, this is racing, and also it's quite exciting because you know, this is like a, a kids' cartoon about racing. So, I'm like my son, I'm going to be like, just have a little watch of this. What get little <laughs> Billy to watch the uh, the racing? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like. It's great fun, is you know. Um I, I've been watching racing since for as long as I can remember. You know, go every Sunday is to go to my uncle's house with my dad and my mum and stuff like that. We used to watch watch the racing. Um it was on the TV, you know, Murray Walker was commentating and things like that. Um in my adult life I've been filming motor racing since like two thousand and twelve or something like that. So this is this is right on my street. I've been on a racetrack on my bike and things like that. Oh, it's great fun. <laughs> you done? I'm done. Sorry. You done? <laughs> Pontificating and reminiscing and 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 what have you. I mean, okay, let's uh let's let's talk about episodes of Rory. So I'll go first. So the first episode, Rory's first day. So he he feels nervous because he's going to be in a big race and he basically has a dream where I think maybe he crashes or whatnot. So he wake he wakes up and Big Chris is basically saying, look, it's all going to be all right. Don't be nervous. And I think Maxi, who's like his big rival, is basically saying, yeah, we're going to, it's going to be tough for you. It's going to, bad things are going to happen. And he wakes up in the morning he ends up having a really really good race he smashes it 
And then obviously he realizes that race there was a dream. So then, yeah, he wakes up and he's feeling a lot better about the world. And so, yeah, he goes out and he does his thing. So, uh, so good for him. Another one was surround sound. So Big Chris is annoyed that his karaoke machine breaks down. And then basically I think Rory helps him fix it and he's able to sing in the big in the big uh, singing competition or whatever. Drifter's last day. So this is basically Rory is worried that Drifter's going to be taken to the scrap heap, but he's not really talking about Drifter. He's talking about his old karaoke machine. Uh-huh. So they're all like scrambling around to try and get Drifter fixed because they don't really want him to go to the scrap heap or they don't want to do him like they did Boxer in Animal Farm and take him to the glue factory. Did that happen in Animal Farm? Yes, it did. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I don't Did, know. Is that, is that a real thing? Do they really take horses to the um, glue factory? Yeah. Like, is that, like, they actually make glue out of horses? Yeah, I think. I mean, I've heard obviously the myth, but I mean... Um... I mean, I don't know when Animal <laughs> Farm dropped, but and I don't know why I was watching it whenever I watched it. But yeah, like Boxer, he was like the big, strong, strapping horse. And he used to like work immensely hard to keep the place afloat or whatever and obviously as you do he he got a bit old he got a bit knackered and so the pigs make a deal with the pigs make a deal with uh the humans and they're like oh i think they're like to the others oh 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 don't worry boxer gonna come back it's it's all good and then you just see like a a big warning sign and I think it's, it's like glue. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I think, yeah. It's so brutal. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, kids, kids TV back then was so brutal. Whereas this one, and I think, yeah, this uh, broken down drift is not going to be taken to no scrap heap. But yeah, if, if, if a car is knackered, then it's got to go to the scrap heap, isn't it? It would be nice if your car just magically fixed itself, wouldn't it? Yeah, well... But no, though, yeah, the, the yeah, the, the 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 point that I was trying to make was that obviously because it's a nice kiddies cartoon. Yeah, everything has to be all nice and lovely for everybody. So Drifter is fixed, and he's and he is whole again. It's like the um, the racing version of Barney, that whereas you get the haters because it's too nice and too happy. Yeah, no, everything works out. Because like sometimes I don't know. Sometimes you do need to. Reality sometimes has to has to kick in. It has to yeah deal with loss by taking him down the old scrappy, turn him into a cube, or turn him into another car. Yeah, turn him to China. That's life, though. It's life. Sometimes kids gotta learn that. I was a kid watching Animal Farm, <laughs> and I had to be exposed just to like... that to that poor little horsey warsey. It's Can like everyone get your the... everyone get your print stick out, just like shaking. Miss, <laughs> is Horsey Warsey getting taken to the glue factory? <laughs> is he going to come back? So no, he's not coming back. Yes, he is in the glue factory. Get on with your work. Yeah, here's the print stick, by the way. That we managed to get him <laughs> on the glue factory. Oh, that would have been a different episode of Come Outside, wouldn't it? 
I've run out. I've run out of glue. I'm going to go to the glue factory. How are glues made? <laughs> just like some horses, oh. just in a. What is what is that horse doing there? <laughs> oh, that's so brutal. Oh. Is that is that the Shetland pony that we just walked past? What is he doing here in the glue factory? Uh. Um. Yeah, I, I watched the last ever episode. Was how the hatch was won. So basically, the little rabbit is being. Uh, oh yeah, he's a mischievous thing, isn't he? He's being a being a bit of a div, and so he tricks the little French one. What's her name? I want to say Ziggy or Dragger. And uh, yeah, so basically he. He makes it so that they go right into the mud. And because Big Chris was watching a cowboy film, he fancies himself to be a cowboy and the American car is like his deputy. And so they they get like a big roundup gang and they save the day. And it was quite a cute episode and they're all doing line dancing at the end. do do Step to the partner. do do And... And and what have you. So those were the episodes that I watched and, and liked. So what about you? Uh, so I watched a few. Um, I watched one where... Um, so the Novice Day one, where um, Rory crashes, so he has to get um, Novice stickers on it. And they yeah. make him do these tests, and he has to like kind of learn patience. Mm-hmm. That's your kind of overarching thing that um, in that one. And then someone was kind of... The yellow one. What's the yellow one called? Indy car one. Um, not Indy. What's his name? Anyway, the yellow one, Ziggy. Yeah, I think Ziggy. Yeah, it was like um, taking um, taking the Mickey out of him, and then in the end, basically, you got the novice stickers. Uh, then I watched one where uh, they were doing time trials, and they were they kept crashing, and then Lugger had to. Um, what's Lugger right? Plugger, plugger, plugger. Yeah. had to had to go and um fix had to go and uh, retrieve them from the racetrack yeah. and then he had to fix the racetrack and he kind of was getting a bit busy and it's kind of like a the overarching me- message on that one was like if you need help ask for help and we'll, you'll get it sort of thing. Um, uh, and I didn't write the notes of the other one, but one about the um, well, the 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 mouse. What is it? A mouse rat. The rat thing, yeah, was um was trying to scare one of the racing cars with like by putting like a mouse on a string and was trying to scare them in the uh, in the pits, um, yeah, it, all sorts of shenanigans, man. But it's great fun. Yeah, yeah, this this yeah, this show was cute. This show was cute. Um, right, do you want to go into Rory. decision time and? And make it make it official. Yeah, so Rory every time for me. Why? First of all, Brum bring... was about a car. Yeah, but first you of... like cars. It's a vintage classic car. Yeah, but Brum's just a bit annoying, man. Like, um, it's not. It's an Brum, as in the the attitude of the car. I just find a little bit annoying. Um, and then um, the episode's a little bit boring no kind of real point to them um but rory had a message was great fun stop motion peter k so peter k racing stop motion it was never gonna lose <laughs> i think peter k is okay i don't in terms of like british comedians he wouldn't be up there for me i mean I, 
Arame is the best. The be- in my opinion, the best British comedian. I don't think he's anywhere near the best. I don't even think he's the best in Bolton. That's brutal, man. I'm going to give you his book. Man. I mean, look, who, who else have we got? We got, uh, the, I was in the big boys. We have um, we Michael Boyle, McIntyre. Fra- Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle, I can't watch. He's too brutal. Um, Michael McIntyre, great. Again, I really like Michael McIntyre. Lee Evans, love Lee, Lee Evans. Lee Evans is legendary. Yeah. Mickey Flanagan, I like him. Oh, Mickey Flanagan's great. Who else is there? Jack D. Yes. Jack D's great. Yes, I love Jack D. <laughs> Jack D's awesome. Who else is there? I'm not really a fan of the new school. Lee Mack. He's all right. Lee Mack. Yeah, yeah, I like Lee Mack. I like Lee Mack. Uh, uh, Jimmy Carr. Uh, no. Not, not a massive nah, fan of Jimmy nah, Carr. No, nah, no. Nah. Um... <laughs> so annoying, man. Ricky Gervais. I, no, I like Ricky. I like the no, Office. Never Ricky Gervais. <clears throat> the Office is great. His stand-up's so poor. God, his big laugh is just the worst. But no, yeah, he's no, 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 no. Um, okay, I, I've got pick, can I? Uh, Rory was great, and I'm gonna let you finish, but. I just got to go back to my childhood, man. Brum. That, that's, yeah, like, just... If you, if, you, if you forget Brum from, let's say, what, 99 until it came to an end, yeah, that's, that's my childhood. Yeah. Before school, watching it. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I think Brum could have gone against almost anything. I mean, I hadn't really watched much Rory, but I'd definitely heard of it. Yeah. But, um... Bram could have gone against almost anything else and won. But honestly, there was too many boxes being ticked for this. No, I mean, look, but both shows were good. Right? That's, I actually didn't hate them like I hated Biker Mice from Mars. But uh... Oh, yeah, that was an episode, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Biker Mice from Mars fans, uh, I can only apologize. But uh, all, uh, all two of you. <laughs> well, you said that Jim liked it, didn't he? Yeah, but I but you know, I spoke to someone who liked Biker Mice from Mars, and this was like maybe a few weeks before I recorded it. So, oh, really, I I I hadn't had it in the back of my mind anyway. So, in a way, I was kind of thinking, oh, okay, Biker Mice from Mars. Let's let's see, let's see what's good. And then, yeah, it wasn't good at all. But yeah, these these two shows were good, and uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out. So now we go on to the main event of the episode. And this is a a hell of a main event. Hell of a main event. We'll be looking at Thomas the Tank Engine, which is also known as Thomas and Friends, or Thomas and Friends Big World Adventures, or Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. So it made its uh, on-screen debut in October 1984. And you had the IRA bombing the Grand Hotel in Brighton, where the British Prime Minister at the time, Margaret Thatcher, was staying. Five people were killed. Desmond Tutu, the South African Anglican Archbishop, wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Indian Prime Minister Indira Gandhi is assassinated by her bodyguards. 
and her son Rajiv Gandhi takes over. The Terminator was in the cinemas. And Freedom by Wham was number one in the charts. And so now we come on to Thomas and Friends. Now these were based on the railway series of books by the Reverend Wilbur Audrey and his son, Christopher Audrey. And it follows the adventures of a group of anthropomorphized, anthropomorphized locomotives and road vehicles who live on the fictional island of Sodor. Now these books, as I talk about the railway series, they were written by the Reverend Wilbur Audrey to entertain his son because he was suffering from measles and he wanted just to find a way to connect with him and, and find a way to really be, be at one with his son and try to, try to understand the uh, condition that he, he faces. And so, yeah, his father would tell him stories and rhymes to, to cheer him up. And one of Christopher's favorites was early in the morning, down at the station, all the little engines standing in a row. Along comes the driver, pulls a little lever, puff, puff, chuff, chuff, off we go. So that was probably one of the very early rhymes that he would tell his son. And more on the uh, the railway series. So these are a set of storybooks about a railway system located on the fictional island of Sodor. There were 42 books in the series. The first being published in 1945. 26 were written by the Reverend Wilbur Audrey. And he wrote, I think, up to 1972. And then a further 16 were written by his son, Christopher. 14 between 1983 and 1996. And then two more in 2007 and 2011. So I think the very first of the series was the three railway engines, which came out in May 1945. Thomas the Tank Engine, first published in March 1946. And the most recent one, Thomas and His Friends, was released in July 2011. Now, with uh, Thomas the Tank Engine, there wasn't, it wasn't like as if they kind of um, went without controversy. So, Henry, you're probably going to hear this name a lot. Now, in 1972, I believe, there was the story Henry Sneeze. So, in this one, basically, there are a bunch of kids on, at, in the station and they're basically throwing stones at Henry and they're all getting annoyed. And so the driver tells Henry to sneeze so that when you sneeze, you can blow soot at the children. <laughs> and basically, I think in the original story, he wrote that the boys ran away as black as niggers. No. He wrote that. And obviously it was controversial that even back then they were like, damn, man, you went too far. And he was just like, 
I'm not like he's like I'm not what do you call it. He he was he didn't really see what the the problem was, and so obviously as part of you know oversensitivity, he actually went and changed it to they ran away as black as soot, which which begs the question why he couldn't do that in the first place. I mean, it sounds like we're approaching an Enid Blyton situation. Yeah. I mean, he's from a different era, but again, it's not really an excuse. It's such a recurring theme, isn't it, with these old cartoons? You know, it's quite. How many times have we said throughout the series that? Yeah, it was part. It was the different time. It was part of the times. It was. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 interesting, but he did he did change it. There was one other complaint that he did have, which. I guess he he did have a point here, and this was um, Henry's forest, I think. And so in this episode, he's talking about how Henry again, Henry, Henry loves going into the forest on the trains and admiring the views. But apparently, you you're not supposed to admire like the view without alerting the signalman, so you can't basically stop. Because it's direct contravention of the British Railways Rule 55 that you have to alert the signalman if you want to stop or whatever. I think it is. Well, you can imagine why you wouldn't want to stop train. And, on he a, was, on and a, he's saying that this sorry. would never happen in real life. Why would you get a train to stop? And I think in the end of that, he wasn't particularly happy with the ending because obviously as kids stories, you want it to be all nice and happy and yay. And in the end that they managed to plant all these trees and they make it all beautiful again. But again, he didn't think it was necessarily followed reality. In I mean, that. if they, if they had, um, if you had based it on the London underground, it would have been like almost true because they have defective trains all the time. <laughs> but I mean, you know what, despite all of that, Thomas the Tank Engine did make it onto our screens on ITV and so basically uh what's her name I think it's like Brit something Britney Spears I think it might have been Brit Allcroft and she was producing a documentary on the Bluebell Railway which is a heritage railway in Sussex and it was kind of featured in the railway series book Step Stepney the Bluebell Engine and she was reading the books, the railway series, and she was thinking there was something in the stories that I felt I could develop that would connect with children. I saw strong emotional content that will carry with little children's experiences with life. And so with a bunch of negotiation and Reverend Audrey was like, look, I've got this Thomas the Tank Engine, whatever you can put it on tv it's gonna it's gonna be awesome and yeah in 1984 that was when they put it on 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 tv in the uk and in the united states and so yeah it made it onto tv and it was produced with live action models at the clearwater house studio in battersea and they would use radio control to move the locomotives 
but the humans and the animals were all static. And they would use stop motion occasionally where they might get like a human to sort of answer the phone and, or I don't know if uh, an animal was moving or whatnot. They would kind of use stop motion in, in that respect. And obviously, yep, yeah, some of the characters, you got Thomas, you got Gordon, who's like the big engine. You got James, who's the red. You got Henry. You also got Sir Topham, Sir Topman Hat, who is also known as the Fat Controller. You got Lady Hat. And yeah, some of the narrators of Tom's Attack Engine include Ringo Starr, and Piers Brosnan in the UK. Piers Brosnan? Yep. <laughs> no idea. And about that. Alec Baldwin did it for a while in America. Really? He did. And yeah, so what what do you want to say about Thomas the Tank Engine? Okay, so before we get into Thomas, I just want to say when I was watching this on YouTube, I'm not sure if you found this. When you're trying to watch, let's say if you've got like a a block of like a hundred bazillion episodes, whatever it was. There's like ad- adverts every like play five minutes. So annoying. I don't have adverts on my YouTube. Have you got your premium? No. I I found like the last one I found didn't have that many adverts in it, but this the first two literally stopped every just couple of minutes. Like um this but not only was it adverts, it was completely irrelevant adverts. Like um one was for like hair shampoo, one's for like, I don't know, engine oil and it's it's like really adverts that don't make sense like for a kid's show put toy adverts on do you know what I mean um, anyway that's my bugbear out of the way um, <laughs> uh, Thomas the Tank Engine was like growing up probably one of the most iconic cartoons it's it's an institution well, I, I, I it is Thomas the Tank Engine is an institution I think I had the Thomas the Tank Engine train set I think I had as a kid yeah I'm pretty sure I had I'd never I don't think I had a train set but I, I, had, I, had, had, I had the little train, Thomas Tang yeah, train. Yeah. Um, playing with that. That was like one of my most treasured toys as a kid. I had that and Thunderbird, which was the one that was shaped like a rocket. Thunderbird 1? Probably. The one the wings, that, little fins that came out. That was cool. Um, anyway, so um, one of the things I found really interesting about Thomas the Tank Engine is that it ran unopposed in terms of the train cartoon tv show thing right up until like 2000 and uh must have been like nearly 2010 or later than that maybe with chuggington mm. like, there's no other kids tv show about yeah. trains um but i think i had the toys watched the yeah, things, same. things i never realized i didn't know any of the other characters in it though i think i only know new thomas and uh, probably at some point I thought that Gordon was Thomas because he's blue. No, but Gordon's big. And... Who's the other blue one? There's, there's, there's number one, number four, and number something else. I know there's Thomas, there's Gordon. Thomas is Gordon. There's another blue one. Is there? Yeah. Is it James? No. No, James is red. James is red. Henry's, Henry's green. green. So there's, hang on, so there's, there's three blues, a red and a green, right? I think so. So anyway... I don't know what I was... I had no point to what I was saying. You were talking about Gordon. Uh, Gordon. No, how could you get Gordon confused with anybody? Gordon's like... No, I'm, big... I, mean, I mean, when I was a kid, like, I'm thinking, I just oh, see okay, a blue yeah. train and I'm like, Thomas! <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it's... 
it's one of those where it's transcended in culture and even nowadays you'll have like loads of memes of the fat controller and you also have this yes that's right this is biggie rapping on the tomato tank engine theme song how awesome is this paul how awesome is this it's gone from no warning required to explicit content required like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's hard not to smile when you hear thomas the tank engine theme tune in anything but you know it is a banging theme song. it is an absolute banger like that's you can you can like lay on a, a hip-hop track i think this was um I think Come On by a Notorious B.I.G. And they just sampled that and just used that with the Thomas the Tank Engine theme song. But that's just, <laughs> it's brilliant. I'll never get tired of listening to it or, or, or watching it. It is, I think, on on, on the internet somewhere. So uh, I suggest you seek that out. Um, and so with, um, with Thomas the Tank Engine, Common Sense Media what they kind of said about Thomas Tank Engine was parents can be assured that this series has educational aspects as well as behavioral modeling. The Thomas Tank Engine stories are conceived by a young British boy early in the 20th century who would listen to the trains as they chuffed through the countryside. The stories he told his son, who has consequently passed them on to his own son, have been documented in books and toy train models. Since the series was introduced to television views in the 1980s, Thomas and Friends has set the healthy fan base sprout worldwide. Which, yeah, as I was saying, it's shown in America. It's been shown all around the world. Some of the select languages that I've picked out. So Portuguese was Thomas e, so, e Osos Amigos. Azerbaijani was Thomas Vedostlari. Romanian Thomas Pretenisai. I uh, apologize. And in Spanish was Tomás y sus amigos. So yeah, once again, if I've butchered your languages, I can only apologize. I can At only least you give it a go. Yeah, yeah. We always give it a go on yesterday's capers. For better or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse. And um, yeah, do you want to talk about some potential episodes that you did watch? And Yeah, I mean... First of all, I want to say, like, um, I think even watching it now, it makes me want to build a train set, like mm. a really good one, you know, with like uh, crossings and, yeah. and and trees and stuff. Yeah. You know. um, I think that's really cool. I've I've wanted a train set that goes kind of through my walls. Like, you, you know, that'd be so cool, right? I thought I was the only one. Do you remember in Wallace and Gromit? Yeah. Where they have the trains yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would, I would love something like that. But yeah. then it would like just deliver your mail. Yeah, I mean, if I'm and, it, and it would be school. like a train station, so you would just be running around or whatever, and it would be able to connect. It's my dream. How awesome would that be, though? That would be the best thing ever. Okay, so if we're ever rich, right? We've got to build each other train sets. Yes. If yesterday's capers makes a million, we're doing it. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're doing it. So. Y'all gotta help us, okay, listeners. Help us get our train set. Yeah. Help, yeah, help the dream. Help the dream become a reality. All right? Make it happen. Um, 
go back to the episodes, I thought that because um, you mentioned that it was some of it is a kind of about behavioural modelling, right? Yeah. Thomas is not a nice train. He's he's a lad, isn't he? What? But he's like he, yeah, but he's a lad. That's what that's what he is. He's impatient. He's rude, and obviously he get like he gets smacked upside the head. That's like the whole point of the thing, right? Like he gets told off by Gordon and. Even Gordon's really grumpy. Like, <laughs> Gordon's big, grumpy, arrogant train. He thinks he's the best one. Well. No, but he's like an old man, isn't he? Yeah, he's a boomer, basically. I mean, I suppose it's yeah. I suppose it's like uh, with anything, right? Like as soon as kids start coming along and threatening your job, you're like. like <laughs> 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 um, but I watched a couple where um, so Thomas and Thomas was teasing, teasing Gordon. That's the pilot. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and then I think they get what? What even happens at the end of that? Oh, so basically, what Gordon does, I think he like latches Thomas onto a train. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he and drives he him really fast. Yeah, drives. <laughs> 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 no, but yeah, Tom, Thomas is a lad, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, but he's a he, lad. That's what, what it but is. But he just gets like the amount of times he has to get that taken down a couple of pegs. Um, but sometimes you got to do that, don't don't you? I don't I don't think it's because of him being horrible and nasty. I mean, it is. Otherwise, he wouldn't have to get told off all the time. <laughs> and obviously, like one of them, one of the episodes was when um, actually I think you want to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that one. Um, Edward wanted to go play with engines and got jealous. Gordon is a beep. That was my notes for that one. I don't have a clue what that what means. What episode was that? Was that the one where they save Henry? Or was that the one where... Um... The one where they save Henry, I definitely watched that. That's the one where uh, Gordon broke down. Yeah, and then yeah. Henry has to save him. Yeah. All right, all right okay, Let okay, me, okay. You explain about Henry. We put it over long enough. Let's talk about the sad story of Henry. Or in America, come out Henry. Once... An engine attached to a train was afraid of a few drops of rain. It went into a tunnel and squeaked through its funnel and never came out again. I'll try to do that in my best Ringo Starr It wasn't voice. that bad, actually, to be fair. <laughs> but yes, I mean, okay, so in this one, Henry, he's got this nice kitted out train. He's been painted. He looks fabulous and whatever and he doesn't want it to get ruined by the rain or by soot or by anything and so he's basically not doing his job and so everybody is telling him look you need to come out you need to do your job but then he hides in the tunnel and everybody's trying to convince him and then the fat controller comes along and he's basically like right drag this fool out of this tunnel so he can do his job but nothing doing and then in the end he's like you know what if you want to stay in there you can stay in there forever and ever and it's not that they took took away whatever his powers to move but it was just the whole idea you know what? we're gonna brick you in like I don't know but I just found that just to be so sinister and it's just <laughs> I mean if you look at it right it's actually really difficult to build a tunnel right in the countryside you've got to drill through the rock of a hill 
make it safe, and they're willing to sacrifice all of that manpower and all of that, like, kind of, um, all of the space that they've got, which yeah. is quite finite, to teach them a lesson, to to take away the track so that no trains, trains can go in there, brick it up, and no one ever says a word about it. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's... Um... It was just that whole thing where it's just like, you know what? Fine. We're going to we're gonna cynically lock you in this thing forever and ever. It's just his little eyes yeah, looking over as they... Eyes is drooping and then he's just literally the fat controller watching all the men building all the, the bricks and just like, there you go. And then they're all driving past him and they're going, choo-choo, serve you right. Choo-choo, hi, Henry. <laughs> choo-choo, look at me go. And then, yeah, you hear Gordon being petty going, ha-ha, serves you right. Choo-choo. It's brutal, isn't it? It is brutal. Man, it's just that, that episode just, oh, man. Because I saw it doing the rounds on the internet recently, and I watched it back then, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so, this is like depraved and evil to just lock someone up like that and they can never get out. And he's only given them just a tiny bit of sunlight where his eyes are. Because there can be, was it from uh, The Dark Knight Rises? Without hope, there cannot be true despair. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So no, yeah, that was um, one episode that was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just, yeah. And then obviously, yeah, in the next episode, Edward, Gordon and Henry, or in America, Henry to the rescue. So Gordon goes too fast and he bursts his safety valve near where Henry's tunnel is. And I think Edward might be the one you're talking about. Edward, yeah, yeah. That's probably he's what it is, other, yeah. He's the other blue one. And so Edward's, I think he's only too... He's too small, so he can't necessarily push it. And then, so the fat controller was like, "Right, are you?" He goes, "Okay, I'm. I'm gonna let you out, but are you gonna? You're gonna tow the what? line. Are you gonna? Yeah, tow the line, basically." And so Henry agrees that he will do that and he will help out. And then the lesson was that Henry can always get his sort of train or coat or whatever it is cleaned up. So that was the the moral of the story that you didn't have to, you don't have to stay inside forever. You can always get cleaned up and you can always look good for, for the next day. So there it is. And um, another episode I watched was, uh, as, as I was talking about Henry's forest. So this is where Henry, he loves going through the forest on his, on his jaunts across the country. But then there was like a massive storm and the forest just gets absolutely destroyed in it. And it makes him really, really sad. But then everybody else sorts of chips in and helps out. And then they make the forest into a beautiful thing again. And yeah, so the Rev necessarily didn't like this story because he felt that it didn't necessarily follow the story. And it didn't really follow the rules of British Railway rules i mean i can understand as like a if you were an enthusiast mm. the realism would have helped helped sell the story you know possibly yeah and as i was talking about henry sneeze as well where the reverend 
decides to use inappropriate language, language and yeah, inappropriate language and yeah, turns out he's a racist old man. Kel surprise. I mean, it's funny that the train sneezes and covers a little boys that are throwing stones at him though. That's quite funny. Well, yeah, the, the whole idea because they're like, oh, and the dr- the driver's like, oh, Henry, I'm going to tell you when. Now. And so it's like, <laughs> third degree burns and on the kids. they're all covered in soot and smoke and... <laughs> Yeah, and uh, another one I watched was Thomas and Stepney. And Thomas is basically jealous when Stepney's getting more attention than he does. And basically, everyone's all making a big fuss over Stepney and he's having all the priority in terms of like the train tracks and the platforms and whatnot. Uh, But then Thomas learns that having someone like Stephanie is good because then you're having company and you're learning how to share and and, and, and what have you. Have you ever been on a steam train? I want to say yes. Yeah, I think I have. I think think in Egypt I've been on a steam train. Really? I would love to go on a steam train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm... Even in this country, I think I may have been on. Because I think I know they do train. they do a couple of um, kind of <clears throat> experiences, you know, like go and see some nice, oh, yeah, 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 nice stuff. And I think yeah, Scotland. Yeah, I think got I was on a steam train, and I th- think I fell asleep on a steam train. Missed it, missed the whole thing. Well, no, I fell asleep. I I missed my yeah, I missed my stop. I fell asleep. I woke up in a completely different part of Alexandria where I was living. <laughs> I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, this is not my station. I'm in trouble. Because someone woke me up and they're like, yeah. And I'm looking around going, this is not my station. Was it where, Was it the end of the line? It was the end of the line. But it was fine because it was not that far from... It, it, it was early, I think, I fell asleep by two stops. So I, the, the driver was just like, yeah, I just jump on this train and you get back to where you need to where you need to get to. And it was a steam train. Nice. It's very, very, yeah. Steam trainee. So there you go. <laughs> it was my experience of a steam train. I think I might have been on a steam train in this country. I can't remember if I have. Probably not. But yeah, that's uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. I mean, it's still going on to this day, I believe. But it's not running unopposed anymore. Chuggington. But, yeah, but Chuggington is what? Five minutes old? Yeah, it's very young. I, I, I don't know how... But Thomas the Tank Engine is what? 60 70 years in the in the running so that should uh, give you uh, give you an idea so first episode was 2008 of chuggington oh <laughs> listen to this first episode uh 2008 final episode 2015 of chuggington well there you go grand opening grand closing i mean in hmm. yeah i mean the interesting thing about unopposed and competition i don't think you could compete with tom's tank engine like i said it's it was written it's been around since the end of the war yeah so it's not a thing where you're looking at it and saying oh it's a brand new thing it came out blah 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 and so on and so forth this was something that had been going on for 
a very, 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 very long period of time yeah. where it gained such a a status, such a such a following in, in the UK. Like I said, it's like Thomas Tank Engine is it's an institution in this country. It's true. It's known all around the world. Most places you ask anybody Thomas Tank Engine, they'll they will know who Thomas Tank Engine is. Huh. They may even go as far as to tell you that Ringo Starr was the voice of Thomas the Tank Engine. I don't know about that. I didn't even know about that until you told me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was like his sort of big gig after the Beatles. I thought you were going to say it's a big gig, full stop. (laughs) Ringo was very important in the Beatles. So, uh, as you will find out next week. And uh, any final thing about Thomas? No, I mean... Thomas Tank Engine is what it is. I mean, I think it's, it like you said, it's it's, it's an institution. Um, I think it makes everyone want to train set. Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think that might be a good place to bring this episode to an end. Uh, total boxing content. I think yeah. By then, you would have talked about the Joshua Ruiz fight. Yeah, looking it would have happened. Yeah. By the time people listen to this, so yeah, not sure how much we want to timestamp, but I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, total boxing content, uh, wherever you find your podcast from, cool. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's bring this now to an end. You can uh, like, share, subscribe, also leave a comment on your podcast platforms. I always read them all and I always appreciate them. Thank you all for listening and continuing to listen. Uh, Yeah, Yesterday's Capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. So you can definitely give it a listen, like, share, all of that good stuff. You can find us on Instagram at yesterdaycapers1. You can find me on Twitter at yesterday's caper, yesterday capers. You can find me on Insta at Abdullah underscore Molim. You can find me on Twitter at Abdullah Molim, all one word. Yeah, give me a follow. Give me a give me a holler. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to see. And uh, yeah, join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.